0: Keep your head up You're not alone Keep your head up Keep your head up We're halfway home It's time for Your Voices of Hope A video podcast program that offers straight talk On some of the major issues facing us today Addiction, domestic violence, homelessness, human trafficking, and suicide
1: But more than that, it's our desire to inspire hope Now your host Michelle Bayer. Welcome to Your Voices of Hope. I am your host, Michelle Bayer. You can listen to all my past shows on my website, yourvoicesofhope.com, and please go like me on Facebook, Your Voices of Hope. I'd like to welcome back my guest. Yes, I said welcome back. My guest today is James Fye. Hi, James. Hello, and the reason that I say welcome back is because James was on my radio show, Addiction, Voices of Hope, June 26, 2014. That's six years ago.
0: It was a long time ago.
1: That's a long time ago. And I actually listened to that today. Mm-hmm. And and That was so cool. That was a nice interview to listen to because now I get to see, you know, I know where you were Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and now we're going to hear what you're doing now, where you, how far you've come. So back then, James, you were in a freshman in in nursing school.
0: Yes. And so
1: we're going to leave it at that
0: for a moment.
1: And and we're gonna refresh everybody that you are in recovery for alcohol yes. as your main substance. Yep. You used cocaine. Yes. And we both agreed then that it was a very nice hmm. thing that we liked at the time, which was yes, bad was. for us. Yes. Um, and we were act we're actually just about two months shy. Of each other being sober, you know, at the same time. So we're both ten years sober now.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah, so my sobriety date is December twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, two thousand and ten. So Christmas of this year will be ten years. And um, I'm ten years now. Okay. So we're close. Close, close enough.
1: I'm older than you. Well. I'm actually older than you really so I'm 53 <laughs> soon so but uh so you started drinking um back when you what you were a freshman
0: So yeah actually I was... you
1: started drinking oh. with the freshman Yes when yes. you were 12
0: Yeah so uh A quick story to, I usually tell this in a lot of my leads, is this is the moment that I remember. So my mom had gone back to college and she we moved to University of Kentucky campus. I was going seventh into eighth grade, was that summer, 12, 13 years old. And um, family and freshman housing at University of Kentucky was together, was apartment complexes and half the buildings were family, the other half were um, freshmen. So we moved in the summer, nobody was there, it was really boring, really blah. And then all of a sudden it starts move-in time and all these freshmen start coming in. So all of these 18-year-old kids are coming for their first year, their freshman year of college and um, pretty soon parties start. It was like that first weekend. Um, I had gotten to know a lot of the guys and a lot of the people in the school just because, you know, I, everybody had a little brother that they left at home. So I kind of be, became the the dorm housing everybody's little brother. And there was a big party this weekend and there were kegs and I ended up hanging out and at the parties and getting in and drinking and I remember going home that night, I threw up. I can clearly remember laying on the bathroom floor, that cool bowl on my cheek, and my mother coming in and looking at me and I I can see it clear as day. She says, well, I think you learned your lesson. I think that uh, this has punished you more than I could and you learned about drinking tonight. So don't do it, be smart. Let's not do this again. Never do it again. Ah, well, never, never, never. Stumbled off to bed. Woke up the next morning, and I was like, "Ooh, that was fun. Let's do that again."
1: <laughs> right. So, so uh, that just progressed.
0: It yeah. It
1: over the years,
0: progressed all the way through. It progressed on through high school. It progressed through life. Progressed for many many years. Through. A lot of-
1: You had one divorce, now you're married again, and how long, you've been married, how long now?
0: Well, we are married 14 years, 2006. Gosh, I hope I got that right. Um,
1: (laughs) Sorry, sorry if you didn't, I didn't mean to put you on the spot.
0: (laughs) So, Uh, And
1: back then, your son was seven.
0: When I got sober, yes. Okay. He was four. When we were interviewed, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, when
1: we were doing the interview, he was seven. And Mm -hmm. so he is, how old now? Because I'm not good at math. Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Thirteen now. So I have a 13-year-old teenage boy.
1: Ooh, fun. Yeah, It's kind of like the 14-year-old grandson and 15-year-old granddaughter we have.
0: Well, I I, I don't have those as of yet, so.
1: Well, this is Gary's, I'm too young. Oh,
0: Okay. (laughs) right
1: um okay so and now we're back to the freshman in college that you were six years ago and you were going to nursing school is that correct
0: yeah yeah it was funny you sent me that link today and I listened to the piece as well and yeah I was second semester in a nursing school um excited um scared and um to look at where i am at today um i made it through nursing school graduated nursing school um i have been a nurse now for three three years um going on four yeah for coming on four years um and actually work for conquest and work in recovery so um it was kind of interesting because your, your piece, one of the, the ads for your addiction yeah. voice, I hope, is Keith.
1: Yes, and, is. uh
0: And, you know, it's funny to hear that. And now today, he's my boss and a friend. So yes. it's totally uh, full circle. It's but amazing. Wait a
1: minute. What's even funnier is back then it was just Quest Recovery and right. Prevention Services.
0: Yeah, so. they had not even merged.
1: That's right. So that. Well, just,
0: I, I saw you posted today, wasn't you? Would just you had a picture of all of them where you were celebrating your first year.
1: Yes, and yeah. and, and Keith was there. Yep. Keith Keith has such a special place in my heart. Uh, he was always right on board with everything. Mm -hmm. you know, with me. He supported me so much through everything. So he has a very special place in my heart. And he's such a good guy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you enjoy your job there. Um, And I know you couldn't tell me otherwise, anyway.
0: (laughs) No, I, I, you know, um, I can actually say, I mean, when I graduated nursing school, this was not the first job that I took out of nursing school, I went and worked at a hospital. Um, went and worked on the floor, worked in the ER, and um, realized very, very quickly, because previous to nursing school, I was a firefighter. So I thought, oh, all those years I picked them up, took them there, now I'll take <laughs> over and do it on this side. And uh, came to realize that my recovery and my personal program had to be a part of my work. That I really didn't, I didn't want to be that type of a nurse. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Um, The opportunity with ComQuest was given and uh, I I truly do. I I love what I do. I love getting up and going to work every day. Um, I talk, program, I work with people. You know, my own recovery is a hundred times better because of what I get to do professionally. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe that of when you are sober and you get into a profession that helps you, that deals with sobriety, addiction, Mm -hmm. mental health, Mm -hmm. that field, I believe it helps keep you accountable. Oh yeah. And it also, I learn from my peers because they could teach me something that I don't know Mm -hmm. or didn't think of,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, um, or make me remember of someplace I don't want to be.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's, there's many days at work that the discussions that we're having that is basically you look around and I'm like, well, I guess we're having a meeting. You know, I mean, it's the, the people in the field and the people that I work with, you know, nine times out of 10, it ends up talking about, or if I've got somebody, you know, if there's something that's bothering me, you've got that person, you've got that recovery support that's right around you. And sometimes it even comes from the clients, you know, somebody on day one, I work in detox, you know, I see them straight off the street. And sometimes even that person, it doesn't, you don't need 20 years, you don't need 10 years or a year. I've I've gotten some of the wisest advice in moments that make me just shake inside from somebody who's fresh. Yes. And, uh, you know- I
1: had a guest that way. She was 19 years old from- the deliverance house. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You would have thought she was 30, 40 years old with the mm-hmm. advice that she was giving to people on air. When you were in nursing school, are you, how old were you?
0: Uh, I went, I started when I was 40. I was a 40 year old freshman, not a virgin 40 year old freshman.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm not even going to go any further. So with that, uh, how difficult was it to go back to school? And did you feel like my brain is fried? How am I going to get through? Because nursing school is not easy. You know, I looked into a program in in the um, nursing facility at Altman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went back there a couple years ago with Gary. I wanted to be an ultrasound tech. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't even get in through those doors with that test. <laughs> there's like no way.
0: That's, the, that's actually the program I graduated from.
1: I, 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 I laughed. I yeah.
0: It was um, without a doubt the hardest thing I ever did. Um, it was, you know, we, we say your recovery has to come first. Mm-hmm. And recovery for me always comes first. My family came second. And I tried to put nursing school third. And it eventually got to a point that I looked at my family and said, if I'm gonna do this, nursing school was the priority. It was what I did, it was what I had to do. Um, Hardest thing I ever did. But I can tell you, most amazing journey that I've had. It was uh, to look back and know, you know, it was tough. There were days I didn't think I was gonna make it. There were classes I didn't pass. Um, but I picked up and I got back and I did it again, you know, um,
1: that's the beauty of recovery. Yes. Because we have to learn there's no failing. We can stumble.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But we don't fail. We stumble and we get right back up and we do it again and again and again and again and again and yeah. again, and eventually we're going to get it right.
0: Yeah. It was exactly it, so often my my steps and my tools and you know what I did through recovery and getting sober, it carried over. It was a part of you know i I stepped my way through nursing school. I've said it before.,
1: well, I remember when you posted that piece of paper on Facebook and yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's just amazing. yeah. That's a, a great accomplishment. It's a major accomplishment because there's so much... I, I cringe at the math.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> my, my sister did uh What is that with the needles? Hematologist? No, that's mm-hmm.
0: not it. Lobotomist?
1: That. Oh, my gosh. With all the... Oh, I was like, oof. And she passed. With yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But... No. um, So that is... Amazing. And did you ever see yourself there years and years
0: and years ago? In, in, in school. nursing
1: school, graduating?
0: You know, I always knew that it was what I wanted to do. I always knew, you know, even when I was a fireman, you know, there's, we, we'd be sitting at the firehouse and the, the bells go off and everybody's tripping over themselves to go and hop on the big red truck and go running off to fight the fire. I've always been medical. I've always, you know, give me the body parts, I'll pick them up, I'll put them back together. Um, I always knew that it was what I wanted to do. Um, It was just never making that commitment or being honest enough to say that, okay, this is what you want to do, go do it.
1: Okay, and now since, you know, it was a while that I hadn't seen you other than Facebook and then all of a sudden, I'm at this conquest event with my husband um, in August, and there's this amazing man up on stage giving scholarships out, and here comes James V looking out on the stage, and I'm like, I know him, and my memory is not always the best because mm-hmm. like I knew you, but I couldn't place you mm-hmm. and even when you said... That I interviewed you I still had to think about it but right of course there's only one there's 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 something that stands out about you that I won't forget but I was like wow what are you so what are you doing with be a better me <laughs> because the no. Mar sharp be a better yeah. me is an amazing organization for kids yeah how did you get hooked up with that
0: so I am uh, actually the vice president of the foundation um, I've known Lamar for many years. Um, my wife works for CSE Credit Union. Okay, yes, so his wife? Yes, Deidre works there as well. Um, we've known them through the credit union. When he started Be a Better Me, CSE was a big sponsor. They did a lot of work with getting him going. Our first toy drives and stuff were in their parking lots. They were huge supporters. And my wife would come home and be like, "Okay, Saturday we're going to do this, and Friday we're going to do this, and." Uh, you know i i've got an ex-wife so i learned how to listen to the next wife so i say yes dear we're so
1: witty today
0: (laughs) that's every day um so we started volunteering i really like what lamar was doing i liked being a part of it um and just started being there um lamar is infectious to be around so we became friends we've become partners we you know As the foundation's grown, I've grown with it. I went to and became a board member, and then a position opened up. He asked me to be the vice president. And now my job is to, basically, I reel in Lamar. Lamar comes and says, I got this idea. And I'm like, well, we can do it this way. Uh, So uh, he's the dreamer. And uh, I I guess uh, Lamar says everybody needs a Jimmy. I'm the guy behind him that makes everything happen, I guess. So, uh, Who's Jimmy, that's me.
1: Well, what is a Jimmy?
0: What is a Jimmy? The guy that you say, I want oh, this you, to happen.
1: Oh, you, you, you. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm thinking James. I'm not thinking. Yeah, no, I, I need more.
0: Okay. So, so yeah, it's uh, okay. um, uh, foundation's amazing. I love doing it. Um, you know, I
1: probably know your wife because mm-hmm. I go to CSE. Yeah, Deidre C- gave me a loan. And that's how I met Deidre.
0: Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> Lamar.
0: She's... Yeah. yeah
1: she's... Uh, I met him working through ICANN okay. um, because he has to come in there and take some of the irate peeps out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
1: So, uh, you know, great people. Genuinely great people, big hearts. They're not fake people doing no. this for any glory yeah what i like about them
0: yeah and that's what
1: i love about you
0: well thank you it's just it's amazing you know um working with the kids seeing the difference that you can make yeah um it's just it's a reward that you get every day and i love it
1: i I do too i got to speak um asked me to speak and you Mm -hmm. had too and i had already spoken and i I would do that. But there's always fresh kids, too, so mm-hmm. I, I would probably do that again. Um, but I had spoken... Some things about kids is they don't have self-confidence, these girls.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And um, something that I always say at the end of every show and I have for the past six years is love yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Us girls, we don't love ourselves. And if we don't love ourselves, how could anyone else love us? Right. So... I gotten them all handheld mirrors, mm-hmm. and you know I said, you know, every day I want you to look into that mirror and tell you, tell yourself you love yourself, yeah. until you believe it, and I want you to believe it, you know. So um, it's a great foundation. So what else have you been doing? What what else keeps James sober? What else is going on in your life? Because you've got one heck of an active life since I have talked to you six years ago. Six
0: years yeah, ago. It's, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's life is busy, but I always, um, I have, I'm still very active with my program. Um, I have, we, you know, I realized very early on in my recovery that I needed to make it fun. I needed to enjoy my time. You know, there's people that are, well, recovery is no fun. Sobriety is no fun. I don't know what to do. I can do anything that anybody else can do. I just don't drink. But I also realized that the people and the program around me, I needed to be fun. So a lot of my circle, a lot of my friends, are people from the program. Um, I have a home group. We we actually. Uh, I'm I'm a cigar guy, so we actually started a Canton Cigar Smokers AA meeting. We meet every Wednesday. We met at the cigar shop. Every Wednesday, there's 10 to 20 guys sitting around smoking a cigar, having a discussion meeting. And in this new world that we're in now, at 7.30 tonight, it's Wednesday, my Zoom will light up and uh, I'll have a cigar um, with the guys. We've been averaging 10 to 16 guys every Wednesday. It's a great discussion meeting. We've had people from england people from new jersey people all over um so i mean it's that's my uh that's my go-to every week um i try to at least do another one or get something going on but like i said you know my work is a lot of there's not a day that goes by that i don't have some sort of program or recovery within work you know so I'm, i'm lucky that way i get to go to work i get to get paid and Some days I just talk recovery.
1: And and that is, that's all. And I get to do that too. And I love that. That works because it helps us. And one of the things I want from you is how someone can get involved in that Zoom after I'll put Mm -hmm. it up on the website Mm -hmm. um, under your uh, title, because that is the way we're going to be going in life. Yeah. Um, And what a great way for someone to enjoy getting together having Mm -hmm. a meeting yeah you know for some people they're introverts yeah and they don't want to shake your hand i when i go to a meeting i take some of my clients to a meeting Mm -hmm. i am i'm a mix introvert extrovert Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't want to shake your hand i can't stand shaking hands hate it and i walk around with a spray because I'm a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. So you shake my hand, I'm spraying it. You shake my mm-hmm. hand, I'm spraying it. <laughs> I hate it. See, now so that, you're normal. Yeah, right? Right. So this, this works out great. So we'll definitely have to get that. And well, um, I
0: like I that. think it's interesting. We had a gentleman brought up the topic last week in our meeting. And he was he said, you know, he felt bad for people that are getting sober now. Because this world is so different. Mm-hmm. And recovery is looking so different. Yes. But i take a different approach i don't think so i think if we had if it was five years ago and there was no zoom there was no you know face media all over the place yes it would be difficult but right now we've been sober a couple days we've been lazy before and said "Eh, i don't feel like getting up i'm in my sweats i'm on the couch i'm not going to a meeting tonight Mm -hmm. yeah but you know what on wednesday nights you know i even did that on wednesdays my go-to meeting Wednesdays I don't do that because I walk out here I sit in my little garage lodge it doesn't matter I don't even have to have pants on so you know we don't need to know that I I do maybe um but I think that this time you know how many times did you were you working with somebody they're like well I don't have a car I can't get to the meeting I can't get here I can't get well you know what everybody's got a phone, everybody's got a way, everybody's got a means. We used to look at them and say, if you want it, you'll get there. Well, now all you got to do is turn it on and look at it. And the recovery's there. It's everywhere.
1: Well, I do have clients. Um, one that's very active in AA mm-hmm. who doesn't have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. He is... Dying for a meeting. He is so bored. He spent his life at meetings. He, get, right. he walks to them. I drove him. He doesn't know what to do with himself, right? Um, because he can't get on internet, and he doesn't have that type of phone either. Mm-hmm. So I can't find a phone number that he can listen to a meeting. Uh, so I, I don't even know what to do for him.
0: There's actually so there's the Facebook group Recovery Warriors. Uh, if you yes, scroll I'm there, map. there's there's actually telephone meetings, calling, conference call type meetings, um, and I mean, I'm sure if you were to put out or look out, you know, here's a, you could find Wi-Fi pretty much anywhere. He just needs to get a device. You know, somebody's got an old tablet. Somebody's got some sitting at home. It's the same that I would think is if you it's there the availability is there i mean it's like i said there's phone calls there's everything is there i think it's an amazing it's it's a different time it's a different recovery than what we're used to but i don't somebody who got sober today this is the recovery they know right and And, this is
1: this is good for mm -hmm. them um i think he also looks for the group to talk to people, because he's always secluded in his apartment. So I think he likes that too. Mm -hmm. So And and so this is gonna be a little difficult of a transition for him.
0: Yeah, definitely. The meetings I'm sure will be opening up in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Little different. Yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see more coming. But I also think that this type of format is gonna stick around too.
1: And I like this format. I really, really do. So I think this is great. So what else James? Is there anything else? Uh, we're approaching the end here. I feel like a door song. This is the end. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't like the doors either, but, um, I know, I know, don't shoot me. Is there anything you'd like to, to add and tell us, is there, you know, something I'm missing that you've done in this amazing six years since I've spoken to you on, you know, record, you know, interviewing you.
0: You know, it's, it's been a journey. It's funny to have these bookends here with us talking today. It really does put it in perspective. It, and it also makes you reflective. You know, there's been a lot of ups and there's been a lot of downs, you know. Um, but here's the thing. I, I, I stuck to my program. No matter what's happened, no matter good days, bad days, I, I'm still here and I'm still sober. And... I really am, I'm nothing special. I am an average guy who does average things and has gotten lucky with some of the opportunities I've had. But I I truly believe I'm proof that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Well, first of all,
1: I don't think you're an average guy, okay? Um, But I do believe if I can do it, anybody can do it because Mm -hmm. that is very true. Yep. anybody can do it Yeah, you just have to want to
0: that's it and you've gotta you gotta keep going
1: because oh, it's not easy no it's 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 not easy and if you think it's easy you're fooling yourself right because it's probably going to be the hardest thing you've ever done i agree so um but you know i don't know so James, this has been an awesome interview for me, you know, um, kind of getting to see where you've been for the last six years, yeah. um, listening to your interview um, six years ago, you've come so far. And for me to sound like, you know, say I'm proud of you sounds kind of strange, but I'm proud of
0: you. you. <laughs> And and I think you need to give yourself some credit, too, because you got to reflect a little on yourself. Look at where you're, look at your six years. Look at us sitting here today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, not to give myself a pat, but I have definitely come a very long way in six years, actually. Mm You know, um, and that's just the thing. It's, And that is something for us to be teaching people that are listening right now, is that we're not stagnant. If we're no. stagnant, that's not a good thing. You got to keep no. moving and you got to keep growing. Yeah. And you can. The opportunity is there to grow. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I've definitely grown and not everything's been good. No. Has everything been not. good?
0: No, not everything. But here's the thing everything that's happened, good or bad, I still stayed sober and it's still better because of sobriety. That I can say without a doubt. Yep,
1: me too. So James, I wanna thank you again for being a guest today and being thank on my show. Very
0: much. Thank you very much.
1: And I wanna thank all of you for listening to another episode of Your Voices of Hope. If you would like to be a guest on my show, please go to my website, yourvoicesofhope.com. If you would like, please like me, on my website or on my Facebook page. And please go there. You could also um, go to the message box on Facebook and send me a message there if you'd like to be a guest. And also, as always, please love yourself. Bye, James.
0: Bye-bye. You've been listening to Your Voices of Hope with your host, Michelle Bayer. This podcast and earlier programs are available for viewing on our Facebook page, Your Voices of Hope, or our website, yourvoicesofhope.com. A new podcast is uploaded and ready to view every Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Keep your head up, keep your head up.